for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Hour number four of our weekly radio broadcast. And we're trying something new today. It's actually something that just came up this week. We we talked about it in concept. So each one of our hours is designed to be a standalone hour. And each hour has its own theme, its own topic. Our 7 o'clock hour, the newest hour to Rosie on the House. Uh, we've been doing that one since February 14, 2014. It's our Arizona hour. All Arizona topics, vacation stories. We had a guest in talking about the German POW prisoners that escaped uh, Papago Park uh, concert, or, uh, POW camp during World War II with the intent to uh, get jump in a kayak they rigged in the Gila River and float down to Mexico. <laughs> Great hour. Our 8 o'clock hour is our... We call it our outdoor living hour, and we rotate in a monthly guest, depending on what week of the month it is, first, second, third, or fourth. And we had a fifth week this week. We had Greg, Day, Greg Peterson back in uh, talking rainwater harvesting and gray water harvesting and stormwater harvesting with Don Titmus. Then our 9 o'clock hour is generally, in the past, what we call our open home hour. It's completely open all topics we've got a lot of different publications that we read new products new developments building trends real estate open calls open text open form any topic and then 10 o'clock we have what we call our on the house hour where we have a guest with us talking about something specific on the house and we kind of we're always looking how to make Rosie on the House better, how to find new ways we can be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Is there something we're missing? Is there something we can improve on? And what happens very often is our listeners will listen to our guest. And then as the hour closes, the lines blow up and we've got all these calls that we need to clear as the next live program is coming in behind us and we've got to kick them all off the line and, and follow up later. We thought, you know what? What if we reversed our 8 and 9 o'clock hour so we have our on-the-house hour with our guest at 9? and 9 our, and 10 o'clock hour. At, reverse nine, those, right? And then, yeah. yeah, and then in our 10 o'clock hour, we have our open home hour. So we're doing that this week. Dave Burns with Green ID was in uh, all last hour talking home energy audits. Dave's hanging out with us for the next broadcast for rollover questions and conversation. I had a lot of follow-up from the energy month we've spent here at Rosie on the House. Uh, all the ancillary things that didn't get covered with our with our guests in the way of energy generation, solar use, alternate energy. And you're kind of an energy expert too, so get your input and in, in, <laughs> in thoughts on that. And, of course, take our calls and our texts, one Nope, 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 nope. Our forwarding number's not working, sorry. 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-KTAR. We've had a little phone uh, mess up yesterday, and uh, we had a lot of calls in the uh, 9 o'clock hour, but we didn't get them. So we're, <laughs> we're trying to get back in touch with you as we go. 
they were all getting forwarded to Lance's cell phone. And uh, <laughs> I know he had a wedding he attended last night. So I don't know how late that party went. Uh, I, I, so I don't know how well his morning's going. So his phone was probably blowing up going, man, I didn't get all these girls' phone numbers. Man. <laughs> so wait a minute. Who are they? By the way, I want to make mention, we did get a call from Fred in Phoenix and Julie in Glendale. And they wanted to give us a little pat on the back about supercooling. They just started trying it, and they're seeing not you know more than just two dollars off their bill. They're seeing significant savings. And we had a caller. I don't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, le- Mom left it on my screen for the gentleman that said, "Okay, please describe supercooling." Uh, and your it, it's like pick if you could picture your home as being. An ice chest. And you can have an igloo. Very popular, very well known. Works great. You see their water jugs on the back of a lot of construction vehicles. And in the last seven years, ten years, Hmm. you've got this concept of this Yeti. It's a super ice chest. It's thicker. It's more insulation. Your ice lasts longer. So when we're super cooling, you're taking your house from an igloo to a Yeti, and it's containing the inside of your home at a cooler temperature during the off-peak hour. Here's the key. Off-peak, when your electricity's, uh, you know, let's say five cents a kilowatt hour. During on-peak, electricity, I think, is like 12 cents a kilowatt hour. And don't quote me on these exact numbers, and, and each rate plan is different. Each power company is different. We're just using this as an example. But off-peak, it's less than half the cost of on-peak. So you're getting your house really, 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 really cold, super cooling it, super cooling it, super cooling it. And you're running the air, and you're pumping cold air into the home, and it's increasing. It's bringing down the temperature of your furniture, of your walls, of your ceilings, of your body. Everything's just getting cold and cold and cold, super cooling. You're just reducing the heat load in the house. So that when on peak kicks on, whatever that hour window may be, whether it's three to eight or uh, I don't even know what in the I got three to six on SRP. Three to six. I've been trying it for two months. So during that on peak time, you don't use, you minimize the amount of energy you need to use and you let the house gradually creep up. So if you can stand your warmest temperature point is 76, well, from a house at 68 degrees to bring it up to 76 may take two or three hours. If you're on a three hour window, Gary, depending on the insulation value of your home and how high you set that thermostat, your air conditioning may not kick on at all in that three hour window. And it hasn't. Now, I'd love to cool my house down to 72. I'm going to have to talk to you, by the way, after the show, <laughs> but I definitely need a home energy audit. But uh, this is the first time I'm trying super cooling at my place. I've got SRP and I redu- I just put the AC to rest from three to six. The house gets a little toasty between five and six, but I put up with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm seeing already significant savings. We're talking like 40 bucks uh, per month uh, compared to last year. So once you get your home energy audit, mm-hmm. and Dave shows you what else you can do to cool your home, or, or I'm sorry, to increase the efficiency of your home. Right. 
you know, those investments take money. Well, you already know by changing your thermostat, your high summer bills, you're going to be saving 40 bucks. So two months later, you got 80 bucks to work with now to invest in a $99 home energy audit. So now you're only out 20 bucks, but when you get your $50 Visa gift card back, you're 30 bucks ahead <laughs> to invest in whatever's next on your home, whether it's AeroSeal or ceiling can lighting or what are some mm-hmm. of the other common things y'all advise people, Dave? Oh, like ductwork sealing or uh, enlarging the return, uh, reconfiguring the ductwork to make the unit work better. So put your savings off your utility bill back into your improvements on your home that continue to drive up efficiency, mm-hmm. which drives up your savings. And then at the point where you've just done everything you can, well, start funneling that money into a savings account for you know, the, the things that we don't like to spend money on, but we have to tell you what, when my roof starts leaking, I'm going to spend money to fix it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When that water heater's broken, I'm spending money to fix that. I say a lot of times that people think I'm nuts, but I'm, I would sooner give up my air conditioning unit than my water heater. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I can lay down and in a breezy Arizona afternoon or, or evening where it gets down to 90, you know, I can sleep like that if I'm clean. But if I'm sweaty and full of grit and dirt and, you know, just the sweat of the day and, and horse manure and everything, I can't sleep comfortably. But if I'm clean, I can I can sleep comfortably. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'd sooner give up my air conditioning unit than my water heater. So, but uh, in both cases, I mean, I I, I don't give up either. When our air conditioning broke, we replaced it. <laughs> it took a week, but we got it done. Now, here's the thing that we're constantly trying to educate listeners to, and I've got some numbers to back this up from the National Association of Home Buyers 2019 survey. We see a lot of people waste a lot of money trying to drive up their efficiency. Mm -hmm. They have good intentions, um, but they spend their money counterproductive in accomplishing that. And sometimes it's a scam Mm -hmm. that they've been sold on. Sometimes it's a concept that in theory should work, but doesn't. And the person that's selling it doesn't understand the theory, and they really think, yes, I'm. this is something that is, is a value to you, when in reality it's not. A couple examples of that. Uh, we had talked last hour about venting the attic, and somebody said, mm-hmm. well, what about, uh, you know, and we said, don't put on a solar fan. I'm, I'm sorry, an attic fan. Whether it's electric or it's a solar-powered attic fan you cut into your roof, first thing you're cutting into your roof. There's one more potential leak possibility right there. Uh, and second, when it's sucking air out of the attic, it's got to come from somewhere. So if you don't have an equivalent amount of intake, which your attic doesn't, it starts sucking through the insulation mm-hmm. from the inside of your home. And somebody says, well, what about blowing? What, what about an attic fan that blows air into the attic? I don't know of an attic that fan that's designed to blow air into the attic. Do you? <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen one yet. Not sure <laughs> and, it would work. And I think all that would do is displace your blown-in insulation if that's what you had. That's right. Yeah, you'd be creating the uh, pockets and craters in the insulation. So it's better to have a passive attic ventilation system. Don't if you've got a solar attic fan, 
uh, you know, I would go up there and spray paint the solar panels black with about five or six coats yeah. and just, you know, <laughs> void it that way. And then at the point you replace your roof, patch that hole and have the, the roofing material go over the top. If you've got uh, something that's put on a gable end installed, just disconnect the power to it. There's mm-hmm. there's no harm leaving that open, but as long as it's not running, it's not sucking air out of your attic space that's sucking out of your wall. And I've got a couple more examples of things not to spend your money on if you're trying to reduce your power bill. I've got a lot of follow-up from last week's program. We've got some listeners that are upset with us. We'll get that resolved. There's there, there's We've got six months to resolve. Uh, yeah, yeah, six months to resolve this uh, by the end of the year, and we are going to. So don't worry. If you've installed a new air conditioning unit and you heard last week's program and you're wondering, why didn't I get that solar assist put on? Well, you know, it, it's a new system, and we've got a year or the rest of the year to retroactively take advantage of that tax credit. We'll explain that in detail as well as your question. I see we've got lines, uh, l- uh, callers on the line. We'll get to them right after this. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Do you often change the window product as you go around the house? Oftentimes, customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into picture windows. Would you change glazing options as you go around a house? You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll I'll do uh, you, you know your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure, and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside. Whether the sun's on it or not. You're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Pella's two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under certified partners. I know I heard at least three Alan Jackson songs before the broadcast. Little Man was one of them. I know Jimmy you, Buffett did not sing that. You wrote this down? <laughs> My goodness. I, it was just songs I hadn't heard in a really long time. I was like, oh, it sounds good. I haven't heard Little Man in a long okay. time. Okay, second thought, and I guess we'll, we'll break the fourth window here. I usually feed music to our affiliates before our show goes on the air, so I was playing uh, some Jimmy Buffett. I'm a big Parrothead fan. Fins to the left, fins to the right. But uh, you're right. I went back and looked, and uh, you were hearing some Alan Jackson toward the latter half of the show. So, All right. I, I knew I wasn't crazy. You weren't Well, crazy. I am crazy. <laughs> but I knew I heard Alan Jackson a lot this morning. That's a country song, too. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, we had a gentleman on that's the president of a, of a company called SunTrack. And he came on with Intelligent Design Air Conditioning, our, one of our two air conditioning partners that service Southern Arizona out of Tucson. And this system is a solar assist to your air conditioning unit. And it's, it's actually even neater than I had originally pictured it in my mind. When we're air conditioning a home, the most expensive part of the air conditioning is starting the compressor. So when I heard that, I thought, oh, this is, that's neat. It's a solar unit that's going to charge a battery, and the battery's going to draw power. Uh, the compressor's going to draw power from the battery first instead of 
the grid system, and that's how it's going to save. Well, this system does assist the compressor, but not the way I had thought with the battery backup. What it's doing is it's pressurizing the the, the, the refrigerant in the line so that it makes the compressor work harder. So when you've got a multi-stage compressor, whether it's kicking on at full rate, I think um, I think trains, Dave, mm -hmm. train has 800 variable speeds on their yes. compressors now. That's right. So, phone's ringing. Um, <laughs> so when it kicks on, the compressor only kicks on as much as it needs to. Okay. If it needs to condition a little bit, it uses speed 800. If it needs to use it a lot, it uses 100. And so what the pressurization of the refrigerant is doing is it's reducing how hard the compressor has to work. So instead of kicking on mm. in the 1s to 10s, it's kicking on in the eight, seven, and 800s. So it reduces how much energy that the compressor is using based on the pressure. And it was a very fascinating broadcast. And Andrew was quoting numbers of customer examples of saving, you know, upwards of 70% on cooling costs. That's not your electric bill. Mm -hmm. That's another thing you need to think about is half, you know, whatever your March electric bill is, is what your base load is. This air conditioning load that it's jumped to, that's what your air cooling costs. The difference is your cooling costs. And that's why we tell people don't go on the equalizer because you're disconnected with how much uh, you're using at different times of the year, which mm -hmm. can lead to poor decision-making process when we're investing in, in our energy efficiency. Um, and we had a lot of homeowners calling, I just had new units installed by your certified partners and they didn't tell me about this. Well, we were learning about it in real time last Saturday as well. Like I said, I thought it was a battery system, but it's not. It's a, it's a pressure system that's, uh, that addresses the coolant. So We've got a meeting coming up in two weeks with our air conditioning partners down at the location of SunTrack. It's right here in Arizona. It's in Tempe. And it, we're going to have an education process with our air conditioning partners. Uh, this Andrew's been testing this for two years. Anyone that's been in business a long time and has tried to bring something new to the market knows it's not an easy thing to do, knows you've got to have testing. We're talking very expensive air conditioning equipment. Uh, mm -hmm. we don't want to do anything that's going to create warranty issues that we're going to be back replacing a lot of things. What if, you know, what, what if this blows out the compressor in two years? You know, we, we've, we've had this trial phase for two years and he called and said, all right, I've been playing with this. I'm, I'm ready to take it to market and it doesn't apply to everybody, but if you've got a variable speed unit, I think we can help save a lot of people on their cooling costs. So we had them on air last week and, what a lot of people are upset about is there's a, this tax credit that they can apply for with this system. But if you've had a variable speed air conditioning unit installed by one of our certified partners since the beginning of the year, you know, we can still do an after install on this and apply for that tax credit that expires at the end of the year. So we got six months to help get this SunTrack system installed on all units that it makes sense to install on. And heck, mine was replaced two years ago. I don't know, qualify for the tax credit, but just to see what it does, we're going to put it on.
one thing we get asked about, we can always tell who's advertising based on the questions we get about, will this save me money? Will this save me money? And the Miss Box, uh, they claim up to 30% or more savings on the air conditioning bill. What it does is it adds a mist to the outside unit. If you've got a split system and you've got the air handler outside, they mist that air to cool the air. Therefore, uh, your air conditioning is not working as hard to cool down the air. And we tell people, don't even... Uh, waste time for one that water we see rust out the coils yes <laughs> and that's a lot more expensive than <laughs> what you're saving uh by reducing a, a, the, the ambient air temperature a few degrees you know you might as well just put a, a shade structure over it more than anything mm-hmm. if you're looking to to save uh, energy use that way but also I, there's no data on this but it's counterintuitive to what an air conditioning unit does a air conditioning unit works by removing moisture from the air and to put a unit that adds more moisture to the air is counterintuitive to what air conditioning does so in theory it's making it work harder if if adding moisture worked with air conditioning well we would run evap coolers and air conditioning together but you don't do that because it just makes the air conditioning unit work harder trying to remove all the moisture that you're introducing by about cooling. So uh, miss box. If you're looking to save money on your utility bills, not something we recommend here at Rosie on the House. We've got callers lined up. Let's get to them, starting with Steve, who was on first. I'm sorry, Ryan, who was on first from Chandler. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Romy. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, my call or my call reason for calling it's kind of do with the fan that you talked about earlier. So we put a whole house fan in our house about 10 years ago. And what that does is usually cuts us off two to three months of air conditioning on the front end and the back end together. Um, because we turn it on, open the windows and cool the house. Um, we'll usually get the temperature down to, I don't know, 65, 70 degrees in the mornings. I was wondering if there's a negative to that uh, fan and, if there isn't, why don't more people have that fan installed? Do you know what kind of fan he's talking about, Dave? Yes, uh, they're they're popular back east, like in Boston. Uh, they'll put in a whole house fan to uh, replace the air conditioner in more in more temperate climates, they'll, and they'll use them all summer. and uh, And they they are a good uh, investment for savings. They'll take, uh, like you said, a month or two off uh, the air conditioning. Uh, load um, and uh, but during the middle of the summer you can't you can't cool your home with the ambient outdoor air uh, I'm not sure why it's uh, well, it hasn't caught on what would be the return on investment time it, mm-hmm. it, how much more does that cost and if you're only saving two months of air conditioning you know yes at and the, at the time that you're using air conditioning the least, because you're using ambient air, mm-hmm. March, April, May, um, I would imagine, depending on that additional cost for that extra install, is, is probably your answer. Does it make economic sense? Yes, exactly. It, it's not hurting anything, but uh, depending on the cost to get it installed is is where, you're, uh, where you'll have to look at. But you've got one, and, and you love it, and uh, that's, you know, sometimes... Cost isn't the only factor. Yeah, exactly. We thank you for the call, Ryan. Hope that answered your question. 
Thank you much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Arizona Saturday morning. We've got Douglas and Tempe next on the line before we get to Santan Steve. Doug, welcome to the program. Who has a question about radon in the home? Uh, and if he set his phone down, we'll just leave it on. Let us know when you get the when you're back and you pick up the line. But radon is what happens when granite decomposes. And, Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Are you there? <laughs> Yeah, damn it, would you believe I had the mute button on? <laughs> well, we appreciate your courtesies. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, are we, am I on air now? Yes, sir. Oh, all right. Well, I've, uh, my wife and I have had this house for over 40 years. And uh, when we bought it, it was disclosed to us that we had a radon gas problem. So uh, uh, the solution was not to seal the house up. So for the last 40 years, uh, my wife has uh, complained that we've got a dusty house. So uh, now that we're seniors, we've got to take into consideration the cost of air conditioning. You guys talk about keeping your house cool, you know, uh, 74, 76 degrees. Heck, um, uh, 79 is the coolest I keep mine. And there have been, when I get the electric bill some of these months, then I push it up another degree. So uh, how, how do we handle that? Now, my wife's got shading around the house and, and landscaping that does it, uh, but I'm concerned about the radon gas. All right. It's going to cost you not much, but it's going to cost you a little bit of money for this solution. And it's a process that one of our certified partners has uh, kind of just you know, invented. The company that does it is called Arizona Foundation Solutions. And it's funny because you wouldn't think of a, of a foundation company that, that deals in foundation repair as a solution to this. But the source of that radon is coming from uh, under the foundation of the home. And what they do is they go – they've got a you – know, there's not one – uniform system on how this install works. They've got to measure the layout of your home. They do radon detection inside the home and find out uh, the, you know, the best application and placement for all the components of this system that they have to install. But it's a, it's a passive system. Once you turn it on um, and, and install it, there's virtually no maintenance. There's an electric motor uh, and you've got an LED light that indicates whether it's it's on or it's off, and you've got a gauge that you can look at, and it gives you the radon reading. But what they do is they'll drill a, a small uh, one-inch hole at a certain locations around the parameter of your footings uh, to get underneath your concrete slab, and then they'll drill out uh, the, the rock that's in there. Then they'll slide a PVC pipe in that's got perforated holes to allow air to come in the pipe from the foundation and introduce air uh, to the soil. Then at one location inside the home, they'll core drill. They do this in a closet somewhere. They do a core drill through the concrete and excavate a certain amount of dirt right there in that hole. Then they put a pipe out through the attic. So what it does is it sucks air around the foundation of the home under the slab, brings it to this unit where the fan is slowly turning and it draws air up and exhausts out the side of your roof. They don't go generally through the roof. They try and go outside a, a gable end. And what that does, that air, that airflow 
pulls the radiation out with it and sends it out through the roof above you and dissipates back into the atmosphere above, you know, where our breathing level is, and it just dissipates into the air. So it, it brings that radon um, gas buildup out of the home, and then you can seal it after that. So I think it's it averages. I shouldn't say this. I won't say. It. I, I I think it's between five and ten thousand. We just shot a video on this with Bob Brown. It's not up on our YouTube channel yet. We're still in the editing stages, but we'll be able to send you a, a video link so you can see exactly how this system works and uh, have have Arizona Foundation Solutions out. See if this solution is right for your home. Get the radon out of your home. Seal it up so you guys can uh, enjoy a little bit cooler temperatures in your retirement years. We appreciate the call. I accidentally hung up on him trying to put the next caller on hold, so I apologize, Douglas, but hope that got all your questions answered. Out to Santan Steve, next on the line at 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTAR. Generally, not the line we use, but our 800 number forwarding isn't working today, so call the station direct. 602-277-KTAR. Mr. Steve. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I got two questions. First of all, is on these variable systems. I know you guys have really spoke highly about them, but even speaking to air conditioning tech, some of them don't like them because of the maintenance cost, you know, of them if they go bad, and mainly it's that circuit card. So I'd like you to speak to the warranties and, and issues you guys have heard about circuit cards. Uh, example, uh, there's a train blower motor, right, that's, uh, I think it's called ECA. It's powered by um, circuit card, and, and it, it's variable. Uh, if, it go, if that car goes bad, you got to not only – buy the card but the motor even if the motor is good and so and that costs close to a thousand dollars you know to do that as opposed to just a regular 150 dollar motor so i appreciate you speaking to the cost of maintenance and warranties and my second question was um uh, about startup capacitors i've just been finding out about these things and when they, they they call it hard start where it decreases the what's called inrush current and i've seen videos where currents that were for example maybe uh, 80 amps to start, we're, we're down to 60 amps or 50 amps, something like that. So those are the two questions I had. And that on that startup unit, I was looking for downside to it if you guys saw one. So I'm out. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Steve. A lot of questions there. We will address them all. First one, the easiest one, hard start units. We talked about this last week uh, with Andrew. I, I don't know any of our air conditioning partners that that's not the first thing they look at. Does this have a hard start unit? If not, let's educate the homeowner and get one on. Yeah, and we we love them. It, they do save uh, maybe three to six cents every time the unit comes on. And if your unit is going to start fifty times a day over the course of one summer, it's going to pay for itself. And they're actually included on variable speed systems. They built them in, so uh, you shouldn't need a hard start kit, Steve. Uh, with that variable speed system you have, it should be already uh, included in the unit. And we're talking with Dave Burns of Green ID at the beginning of the broadcast. If you missed it, we're considering this concept of switching the 9 and 10 o'clock hour so that we can do exactly this. What we found in the 10 o'clock hour is it got, by the end of the hour, it got people thinking, and then all the calls came in, but we had to clear the studio so the next you know, radio program behind us can have the phone lines, where if we reversed it and brought our guests in at the 9 o'clock hour, if we had any more follow-up 
questions on that topic, we could have our experts still in studio, which we're trying first time today here with Dave Burns of Green ID. And that, uh, so hard starts good. Yes. And then the question on the variable speed and the maintenance. Yes. Uh, so to get, uh, to be able to install and, and sell a variable speed system, each manufacturer requires the companies to go through, uh, uh, a couple day training on each system, so they're familiar with them. They're, if you think of them like uh, today's cars, they're more electronic. Uh, they require special tools to diagnose, uh, whereas uh, older cars or older AC systems, you could kind of maintain yourself and uh, and fix yourself. Unscrew the wing nut and hold the carburetor <laughs> wing, <laughs> flap down and give it a little extra juice. That's right. <laughs> To, to diagnose these new systems is actually easier for a technician because it'll uh, it'll tell us what the codes are, and sometimes that could be even done remotely. Uh, and so as far as diagnosing the system, it's, it's easier with these newer units. Uh, we haven't seen so many issues maintaining them uh, so much as just educating homeowners on uh, you need to maybe update the software on the thermostat or... Uh, expect the unit to run longer because it has 800 stages of capacity. Um, whereas before, maybe the unit only runs 20 minutes and then it'll shut off. Variable speed systems will run uh, almost the full hour. And so the education part is a little bit more, but we like uh, we like them. I don't find they're more to maintain. Um, the systems are more self uh, enclosed. So if you do have an issue wrong with it, it's hard to get a part off the shelf, a generic part. You have to go to the manufacturer and get that specific part. And that cost will be a little bit more. So that would probably be the only downside. But in the long run, the money you're saving mm -hmm. is probably still more <clears throat> over time yes. th than those equipment replacement parts. So, all right, we've got one final segment here at Rosie on the House, and we've got th uh, the lines loaded up, all 520. We've got Southern Arizona awake and ready to join the conversation. We'll see how many we can get through right after this. What you just heard, uh, Mike Rowe works. He's been doing these uh, that organization, giving if out If you're stuff. in Phoenix, that was local programming. Yep. So everyone oh, okay. not listening from Phoenix... Didn't know about the Micro okay. Rowe Works project. Yeah. Mike Rowe has been uh, hammering what we've been hammering all along, getting people to learn a skill or a trade instead of going into college debt not knowing what they're doing. Well, Mike just gave out his 2019 work ethic scholarships, and he gave out quite a bit because it was over $750,000. As he said, Woo! if he didn't win one, he just ran out of money. But I want to... <laughs> But he gave out about 100 of them, and two Arizonans picked up uh, one, Elijah in Benson and Jason in Mesa. So hopefully they'll be on a career path. They'll make them some money and also learn a skill or a trade. Awesome. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. Because mm -hmm. we need the skilled labor. You know, Like you said, uh, Dave, you compared it to the auto industry, what we used to be able to easily go down to AutoZone to switch a fuel injector out or a fuel pump. You know, mm -hmm. we've got these complicated fuel injectors that have eight nozzles and you need a computer program and, uh, you know, that those skilled trades. And oh, I don't know any of our 
certified partners that aren't constantly looking for skilled trade. Even if they're not hiring right now, if they find somebody better than their existing crew, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're making the upgrade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always on the lookout at, at yeah. restaurants and uh, just anywhere, anywhere you go. So there was a report out this week, 81% of people in cars listen to radio and consume up to 73 minutes a day. So if you're out driving, just know this. One feature that ADOT has added to their 511 dialing system is reporting litter. One thing I cannot stand is, is litter, and especially people throwing stuff out their vehicle driving down. So if you can safely report the license plate number, type of litter, location, and time of day, when you see it happen, dial 511, select option 2 on the phone system, and report them. It can result in a $500 fine to that litter bug. I love it. Uh, I've got some statistics I was going to read in the first segment and just got sidetracked. And before we get to John and Hale, both in Tucson, uh, I wanted to read these statistics because they're mind-blowing. And when we see a lot of money in Arizona in the summertime, and it, it applies to the mountain regions as well, uh, but even more so in the hotter desert climates where – People are looking to save on their utility consumption, and there's tons of advertisements out there constantly on how to live a comfortable, uh, a comfortable summer or, or make your summers more comfortable. Pools, air conditioning, insulation, windows, window treatments, window coverings. I mean, the, the amount of money that's spent is insane, and the. National Association of Home Buyers has a report, get this, 50% of homeowners are willing to invest between $1,999 and $9 up to $10,000 for just a $1,000 annual savings. 37% are willing to spend more than $10,000. Wow. And there's a lot of people that spend a lot of money trying to attract you to come invest with them to save on your energy bills. And a lot of times they just don't work or it, it, it's, it's a scam. We had one go through town. I won't even mention the name because we haven't been asked about it in seven or eight years now, it seems like. And, you know, it was less than 300 bucks and it was promised all this savings off of, what was it, energy? Uh, frick, frick, it was some kind of energy that you're not even charged for in your home it was only a commercial application but they were selling it to homeowners um and and thankfully they finally woke up uh and and the company's no longer in business and and they're through so there's people that are out there that are willing to uh, you know and and i guess that's let, let me just put it simpler give you a good that's why you need a home energy audit, and that's why we've got guys like Dave Burns of Green ID. Uh, thanks for spending the extra hour with us. Uh, one more thing. Well, look, give your offer and number one more time before we wrap up the hour. Sure. Uh, our phone number is 602-926-1650, and we're offering our normal $99 energy audit, uh, but we'll bring a $50 Visa card out and cut the cost in half. 
and I'm going to see if we can do this in 40 seconds. Hal wants to know about cooling the garage with a ductless mini split. I would say absolutely. They're super yes. efficient. You agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, look at insulating those walls and the ceiling of the garage if you're going to put a mini split in. And you can call either one of our Tucson air conditioning contractors, intelligent design or temperature control. And then also in Tucson, John has a 22 R22 and wants to know when to replace it with the new. When the coils start leaking or you have uh, some kind of refrigerant leak, it's going to get expensive to uh, do any repairs on All that. All right, there you go. We're back next Saturday. Until then, be thank you, thankful for the God above you, those beside you, and the life before you.